I'm Tolani O'Brien. Welcome to Once Upon a Dreamer. You're listening to episode 18. This is a podcast about dreams, dreamers, and everything in between. If you're keen on living life fully and authentically, if you desire to exist in the spaces where your truest dreams are reality, you're in the right place. Three signs you've jumped in. After the introduction of the season's theme, it's likely that you say, oh yeah, I'm already there. I've jumped in. I'm living this dream. I'm working it out. I'm taking action. And that's wonderful if you have. But here are like some points as checks to make sure we're all on the right path together. You know how it is when a person says, oh, I'm I'm making a change at the beginning of the year. This is my new year resolution. Um, I'm going to become fit. I'm going to change my lifestyle. Usually there are steps that follow it, right? There's proof for a person who wants to get fit. If the person doesn't start exercising or, or taking walks or running or lifting weights, that fitness is not going to happen. A person who wants a better lifestyle, maybe sleeping more and working less and not stressing. In the same way, there are things that prove that we've jumped in. There are things we start doing differently once we've jumped in. First of all, you've started taking ownership of the dream. When we jump in, our stance stops being one of giving excuses or seeing every reason why what we hope can't pan out and becomes one of, this is something that God has placed in my hands and it's my job to do something about it as he gives me wisdom, as he gives me grace. In the story of the talents, the master gave three of his servants talents to multiply before he came back. By the time he returned, the first had doubled it, the second had doubled it, but the third said, Master, I've buried the talent you gave me. I knew you were a wicked person, so I didn't want any trouble. I'm paraphrasing it. But as far as he was concerned, it wasn't really his business and it wasn't something he was supposed to watch over and take ownership of. A person who is yet to jump in does not take ownership of the dream. There'll be a reason to delay There'll be a reason to do nothing. There'll be a reason to find excuses, to lament the past, to lament a lack of support instead of asking God to open your eyes to see the opportunities that would be provided directly in front of you. Until we take ownership, those opportunities won't show up. We won't know that we can walk on water. We won't know that water has been provided in the desert. Are you taking ownership yet? Or are there still reasons you're finding to do nothing about the dream? Recently, I shared on social media about my company and how I was taking stock of the different projects we'd done because we're trying to curate an online presence and things like that. I shared that as we took stock, I was blown away by how much work we had done over the years. And I was also hit by the fact that I hadn't celebrated the work that much because maybe a lot of people didn't know we were doing the work. And I ended up celebrating things that were more popularly known And that was about me not taking ownership of all the work in its entirety, forgetting that all of it was my responsibility, whether or not the tree fell in the forest and no one heard it, I heard it. And it was work we did in honesty, with integrity, and to the best of our ability at the time. Nobody else has that responsibility to look over it, to give it the light of day, to take stock of it, to take ownership. 
That's just an example for everything we do in our lives, everything God has given us, the dream, every resource towards the dream, everything to fulfill destiny and purpose is nobody else's responsibility. We will have God provided helpers, but it's our responsibility and our eyes can't go off the prize. We cannot delegate this. We cannot delegate this. Nobody else should be sitting in the driver's seat of our lives if it's not the Lord giving us guidance and us holding the steering. Have you taken ownership? Secondly, you have bifocal vision for the dream. In other words, you see where you are in the dream today, but you also see where the dream is going you, you have a heart for the potential of it, but you don't get discouraged by the reality today. You understand that for the dream to get to where it's predestined to be, there's work that starts today. And you put in that work without giving up, without being discouraged, without thinking a little beginning is not worth celebrating. You celebrate the little beginnings because you know they lead to the gigantic harvest. Once you've jumped in, you get a clearer perspective of what is and what shall be. Before we jump in, we tend to see the dream from the perspective of the harvest, of when everything is glorious, of when all is said and done. But when we jump in and we start to get our hands into the mud, into the sowing of the seeds, into the planting, into the tilling of the soil, getting our hands dirty, we see that there's so much work to be done and we appreciate the phase of that work, that labor as God gives grace. Because every step of the dream will be about God giving grace, especially if you're dreaming in line with what we've been sharing on this podcast since season one. You would be bifocal, seeing what is today and looking forward with faith towards what shall be tomorrow. I've been on a healthy lifestyle journey for a few months now. I had done it before and then I stopped, but then I got back on, on track. And something that has been very necessary for that journey has been bifocal living, where I see progress or a lack of progress on my journey, but I also know where I'm going with it so I don't stop. Because the thing about having a healthy lifestyle, exercising, eating right, it takes a lot of intentionality. It's not something that just happens. You, you won't think you slept off one day and became healthy the next day. No, you put in the work. You exercise every day. I exercise every day. I eat right every day, very intentional about the vegetables in my meals, about the way it's cooked, the type of oil I use. It doesn't just happen. When I started on the journey, I don't think I had any visible muscles whatsoever. But over the months, as I've showed up day in, day out, as I've researched more on the types of exercises, about sleep time, about the last time to have a meal for the day. As I've done all of that, I've seen real progress in ways that I never imagined were possible. I'm still not where I plan on being, but I can see today as it is and appreciate the fact that there's more work that needs to go in for tomorrow to become everything I hope it will be. That's what I mean by bifocal. Knowing the necessary steps to take in today's reality to get into tomorrow's hope. Thirdly, you experience a new sense of humility. 
before we jump in, we tend to have maybe some of us, I don't know if it's everyone, but there could be this thing of a grandiose sense of how fulfilling the dream would go. And when I speak about this, my mind goes to Joseph in the Bible, who before he went through the pit and through Potiphar's house and the prison, before getting to the palace, had a lot to say about his dreams to his brothers. Didn't really know how to deliver the message diplomatically. Maybe it was because he was 17 at the time. But there was just a thing of this is what's going to happen. I saw it in a dream. By the time he had gone through everything, his disposition had changed. Maturity had come along with it because he had seen everything that would be required for the dream to happen. He had gone through it. It wasn't just seeing it. He had lived it out and known that a lot of his maybe understanding at the time was not yet ripe. Humility. There's something about getting into the work itself that humbles us. If before we looked at people working in their dreams and felt, can't they do better? I could do better than that. Isn't it just to do this or to do that? It's not that difficult. Why are they making such a fuss? There's nothing that humbles you like putting your hands to the plow yourself, doing the work yourself, getting into the nitty gritty and seeing your seed bud or planting seeds and seeing that the rain doesn't fall when you're hoping for it to fall and then starting again until it does bud. There's a humility that comes into that. I remember before I started in film, I had a lot of ideas of how films would just be made this way and that way. There's really nothing to it if you have the ideas, if you've watched enough films. But by the time I did my master's in film and television studies and went through several courses, even after my master's, by the time I started working in the industry as an editor before I became a full-time screenwriter and then even did my first short film and a, as a director and an editor on that too, before that, I wasn't as humble about the process. But when I went into it and saw how intense and how much it took out of me to get those things done, I was humble. I became quiet. I was able to see other people in their processes and appreciate the work that they were putting in. I was also able to become more gracious to myself, knowing that I don't know it all. And in being gracious to myself in that sense... I learned to be absolutely dependent. I'm still learning that. Because in humility, you realize that you are not anything without the grace of God. You realize that this dream that you thought was a piece of cake, without God, you can do absolutely nothing. Especially if it's a God-given dream. I'm not saying an ambition that you went to cook up for yourself. Something you know the Lord has put in your heart. Something you know that was encoded into your being before you were born. I've said it many times. If it's that type of dream. And you try running ahead to do it by yourself, like Moses, who killed someone when he didn't intend to and had to run away for dear life. You will be humbled until you encounter God empowering you to do it as it should be done. Many times when we jump in, we don't know how much we need God. But it's a good thing that we've jumped in because in experiencing the terrain, we can cry out, save me, Lord, I don't want to sink like Peter. Jumping in will humble you, but don't worry about it. You won't sink as long as you're ready to call on the name of the Lord to save you. But that's a sign that you've jumped in. I hope these three signs are thought-provoking. I hope you use it to check where you are. These are not um, exhaustive. If you have others that you'd like to share with us, you can share them on our Telegram channel at Once Upon a Dreamer. But that brings us to the end of today's episode. 
As always, you can find me at Tulwani Obayan on Instagram and Twitter and online at tulwaniobayan.com. Till next time, never stop dreaming. Mm-hmm.